If you love our content, please subscribe to our Patreon. You can find the link in the description. I've been your host, Gene. Bibidi-bop! Hey! Welcome to Creative Block. We're your host, Gene. And V! We interview people in the animation industry about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We asked people on Twitter if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Katie Graziano. Hey! hey. Hello, everybody. How you Hello, doing? Hello, Katie. I'm doing great. How are you all? We're doing well. <laughs> doing pretty good. I know you because uh, we worked together on Jellystone, which at the time of recording just dropped. Yeah. That's, that's great. Or last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your episodes are fantastic. I was very honored to, to do revisions on them. They're great. You've worked on a ton of stuff. You worked with V on Thundercats. <laughs> and uh, lots of other projects. But enough enough of me uh, you know, hyping you up. Tell us who you are, what you do. Yeah, my name's Katie. I am a story artist, as you said. Uh, I like to make comics when I'm not doing boards. Mm-hmm. And... I just like to make funny, cute stuff in my free yeah. time and on work. I like making funnies. You like making the funnies. <laughs> yes. That's all I, I care for. I don't need any serious stuff in my life or in my work. No, no, no drama allowed. <laughs> life is already serious enough. Life is hard. Uh, well, I think, anyway, anyway, I think that uh, I think you do a great job with the funny. And uh, we would love to know where where does that come from? Where does the funny come from in your in your life? How'd you get your start? Um, I think like honestly, it's just from my family just being really not holding anything back. Like they're very much like they'll make fun of everyone in our family, including me. So right. I've kind of learned, I guess, like humor is almost like a defense mechanism. Sure as well just like getting that like hard skin early and yeah. just being like all right well like i'll just like give it back to people or like let it roll off me and yeah that's how i'll enjoy stuff the, like the ribbing right is that would you say that that's like yeah for sure and then it was kind of just like seeing also like a lot of things i enjoy are just just funny stuff i don't know i could never well you know i i do really like anime but that's mostly for like romance stuff <laughs> uh, sure. i could never get into like really hardcore serious anime unless there is like a super wacky character or like a wacky concept mm. Mm. even stuff now what kind of channel did you kind of grow up watching <laughs> are you more like of a nickelodeon or like cartoon network kid oh um Definitely, I think more Cartoon Network. That definitely influenced me more. Mm -hmm. But I did like Nick a lot. I can like distinctly, I don't know if, I don't know about you, V and Jean, but I remember yeah. like when SpongeBob was coming out, just like the promos yeah. for it and just getting mm -hmm, really yeah. fucking excited. And just, <laughs> I used, I grew up and my grandma had cable, but I didn't have it like at my actual house mm -hmm. so it would be just like planning days to go over my grandmom's house to watch like premieres oh, that's of great. cartoons yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do remember that but it was kind of just like i think we had like a big family event and i was like we can't like i need to watch the premiere you of spongebob <laughs> like, <laughs> just like me and my sister screaming just like spongebob spongebob 
She's like, what is that? What? <laughs> Do you feel like it was a big influence on you early on? Oh, yeah, definitely. SpongeBob's yeah. great. It's just like, SpongeBob's really cute and super funny. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's one of those cartoons that are just like really funny without like being too mean, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know about like later episodes, but it's cute. I remember Did that. You... Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I remember that promo, and then I remember, like, the promos for Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just them, like, chasing a jawbreaker, and I was, like, super into that. <laughs> I was like, holy, what is this? It just, like, looks so weird, and and I feel like people underestimate, like, how attractive that stuff is for kids. Just, like, really sure. weird, not normal stuff will like super like entice kids because i was like wow i've never seen anything like that why are their tongues so long <laughs> why are they like gross ah, looking ah. <laughs> like i need to know that, more that show is insane like yeah I, I don't know how it ever got made i remember i like <laughs> um i think i said something about it on twitter so i don't remember and somebody uh who worked on the show replied to me because i think i was asking like how did they manage to translate what it, you know the boards into animation so well because knowing the, the way the pipelines are now it's like this must have been insanely difficult to pull off yeah and somebody right. replied to me that worked on it and they were like oh well yeah a lot of the animation was done in the same studio because i think it was in canada and that's so they, they why. had a, yeah they had a direct line mm-hmm. plus the government i think helped fund the production as well and so it's just like you know it's just like it was a, it was exactly what you would think, which is that like everyone's in the same building and also there's more money. <laughs> like, yeah. Crazy. Crazy that that's how you make that's a good show. That's really interesting. Yeah, because the, the animation is really, really good. And also it's funny that you yeah. mentioned that it was kind of gross because I was just like talking about 90s Nick and how a lot of the cartoons were like more gross and grimy. And mm. now yeah. all the cartoons are so clean. They're so very <laughs> like pristine. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It was like, I don't know, and I was super into it because as a kid, you're just like, I want to go play in some mud and just get really dirty. <laughs> That's all I would do as a kid. I would just like get the hose outside and just make mud and just spend the whole day <laughs> inside. I didn't like, think that there were actually any kids that did that. You're like a cartoon <laughs> child. It, I was. It was just like. I just went outside and I sat on the mud. I would get like a giant t-shirt in on and uh, what just the like. Fuck? <laughs> I didn't know that there were people who did this. So, yep, this is going to be my whole day. I was, I was such an OCD kid. I didn't know that people, like, played in the mud. That's fascinating That's to so me. funny. I do remember, though, as a little kid, my mom, like, telling me not to step in puddles. Because I uh, thought, you know, like, when you step in puddles, it's just fun. Like, the noise and, like, the ripples and all that. So yeah. I do that's – the, that's the only thing I remember. It's not as It's not as good as getting a big – t-shirt and like going in the mud but you know that sounds great (laughs) were you always drawing or kind of what was your relationship to drawing as a kid and like throughout your whole journey kind of um I definitely drew but not you know like some people are like oh yeah I picked up a pencil at four and I was drawing ever since every every guess we had yes <laughs> and I'm like no I no shade but that is the common thread yeah <laughs> not me I was playing in mud I don't know what <laughs> everyone else was doing playing with nice the the... finally we got finally yeah. someone who has a different I'm so happy to hear that <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I didn't like 
I feel like all kids drew though because I mean I've taught huh. kids before and it's like oh like kids love just like picking up and coloring stuff and like drawing out imaginations but I wasn't like serious about it until probably high school so it, that's when I was like oh maybe like I'm pretty good at this I could maybe make like go to school for it but before then it was just uh I don't know I was into sports and stuff <laughs> and I I, I I always liked cartoons and comics but uh yeah not until then I would actually like pursue it so what did you do uh like out of high school uh like once I graduated high school sure yeah what was the first like plan I w- I looked at a couple schools in high school like I looked at Ringling which a couple of our friends went to uh and then I looked at um Savannah College in Georgia like mm-hmm, my parents mm-hmm. took me to both to tour and it was they looked really cool I was like oh wow they have like shrek movie posters up and <laughs> that's the real know. deal they have computers <laughs> this is the real deal they have yeah. shrek and, and, a, and a computer shrek was born here shrek is born there but uh, eventually i just kind of i not settled but i mean ringling i only got into their illustration program not the animation so i was like mm. well that's out i like cartoons i want to make cartoons more mm. and then I think uh, S- not not SBA. Savannah was just too expensive. So I was just like, uh, I got a scholarship at uh, the University of the Arts. Oh, cool. And I was like, it's in Philly. I like Philly a lot. I took like high school classes there on the weekends. So I was like, I already know kind of what it's like and I like it. So let me just try this. And yeah, that's where I met like Drew and a bunch of like, like my first like animation friends i'd say was in school and drew is drew's my fiance i hate saying that i know (laughs) and so you you're uh you grew up near philadelphia right yes yeah i grew up in south jersey east coast yeah yeah east coast nice where um where did you end up going to school then it's called the university of the arts of philadelphia Mm. it's not the art institute even though okay. the Art Institute of Philadelphia was, like, right around the corner. Um, Would you guys, like, uh, hang out with some of the kids from that school? Or is was it just, like, kind of, like, right I never away? met. I wasn't, like, actively avoiding them, but <laughs> I just never, like, saw anyone from that school. I don't know. And then the school, like, shut down later while I was still in school. So really? I don't know what was going on over there. Yeah. I feel like That's a lot so of art schools funny. are dropping like flies because it's just, like... They're mostly for profit and kind of exploitive. Uh, for sure. I mean, it's so it's so different now than when we were in college. Yeah. Like, extremely. Like for me, it was like, okay, I have to go to the school, or no one. I have no one to talk about animation with, or like to learn from, because like the it the internet was out there, but not not nearly as much. Yeah. As that's true i feel like now yeah you can find any kind of fandom or niche and Mm -hmm. there'll be like forums and uh discord servers and yeah yeah it's crazy yeah were you uh, on uh were you on online communities at all like deviantart or anything um i joined deviantart i think in high school but like like my senior year like i definitely started things like way too late i was like oh what's this like even though it's been out forever i was on weird like 
I was role playing on uh, MySpace. Nice. I was role playing like Teen Titans. I did weird MySpace. stuff on the internet. I played Have a Hotel. I Hell would yeah. go on like IMVU. Did you guys ever play that? Yeah, like oh, a- yeah I remember IMVU. <laughs> Just Man. fascinated with like chatting programs. Maybe I was lonely. <laughs> you went you went on all of the services that were just like ads on other websites. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> they, you actually you actually went on them. They enticed me. I was like, "Wow, I want to talk to people." My mom yeah. actually did caught or catch me like role playing on MySpace and I got in big trouble. She was just like, "What? What is this? <laughs> like what who's Robin?" And why are you role playing as Raven? It, it was very embarrassing, but you know. Really I think everyone—I shouldn't say everyone—but I know a lot of people in our generation went through that phase. I think of yeah, like doing the role play at some point. At some yeah, because I, I, I feel definitely like, did, did that on forums. Yeah, if you end up doing storyboards, you there's probably at least one moment in your life when you role played. Like I didn't role play on like online communities, but with me and my friends when we were like in elementary and like middle school we we had like original characters and we would role play mm-hmm. as these all the time yeah that's cool so that's kind of like the i don't know i feel like you kind of no you don't need to do that to be a board artist but i no. feel like it's it kind of shows a sort isn't of brain that what we're kind of compatible with the yeah joke. we're role playing yeah <laughs> we're just that like, is what we're doing this is just a big rp that we're getting paid to every time right? i pitched a board it was basically role playing yogi you know, it's just like this is my uh, Yogi Bear RP. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Fanfic. <laughs> Where's the line? But I guess the line is when you're getting paid to do it is no longer a fanfic. That's very but, true. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I think it still might be a fanfic. <laughs> what were? Did you have any like artistic pro- projects that you started doing in college? I think in co- like freshman year of my school, it was just like foundation courses. Yeah, sure. Um, and then eventually, like, they start being like, oh, you're going to storyboard, like, short projects and short animations. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of, like, when I started to do comics, I guess. I, like, like officially, like, drawing them. And they're I look back at them, and they're not good, but they're still <laughs> funny. So <laughs> that makes that me happy. Yeah. yeah, right? That's... It's just like I get like the jokes there and like the timing is there, which is important. But yeah. What do you mean when you say that they're not good? Is it just that like the art or because you say they're funny. So, you know, that's true. That's That's very true. I think it's just like the drawings have improved since then, but also just like like the panels are very wobbly. I think not good is maybe like not clear. Oh, I, I think that's mm. like, and I mean that for like boarding, it's like, oh, you can draw whatever you want, but if we can't tell what's going on, yeah, <laughs> and maybe I can just tell what's going on because I remember drawing it, but I, I think if I showed someone now, they'd be like, oh, I, I'm not sure what's really happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, comedy is clarity. It really kind of comes down to like can. It doesn't have to, and with boards, hopefully, on on good board jobs, it's not up to being very like clear. It's not. It's not about being very on model. It's about being clear. You want to make sure that it just the joke lands or the pose lands or whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. But then some shows will make everything terrible for you and want you to draw basically like keyframes. Yeah. 
And then you have um, to focus on that instead of uh, the comedy aspect. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. And it kind of depends also on like what the show asks of the board artist. If it's like a script driven show, if it's a board driven show, or if it's like kids or adult, it's like all these like kind of different nuances that are that ask for very different skills of the board artist. Yeah. But when you graduated from college, so kind of like how old were you? You were on the East Coast and then kind of what did that look like for you? Um, I mean, graduating was weird because, uh, I mean, I was dating Drew and he was kind of like, I'm going to move to L.A. and just uh, go out and try for it. Like I'm not he didn't have anything planned, but he knew he wanted to go out. Where me, my parents, I was, like, at the same time studying animation, I was studying art education Mm. um, as a minor. So I stayed back, and I actually went to graduate school and finished that. So we were, like, long distance for a while. So that kind of sucked. I feel like it was, like, fun. Like, my senior year was amazing. Like, I really like our thesis animations and stuff. And then it was definitely, like, as soon as you graduate, it's like, oh, the real world hits <laughs> and yeah. you're just like okay now i have to like do something with what i've learned and like just really grind but i was kind of just focused on finishing my degree but drew like went out and thankfully he like immediately found a job on billy dilly which was aaron springer's show at the oh, time yeah. and i was just kind of like oh like maybe i do have a chance so after i finished like my teaching degree and that was like a year and a half after graduating animation then i went and moved to la mm. and yeah that was like a struggle i was just testing for things and like trying to like nip at anything like any bites and it was just i had a part-time job at kids base in pasadena uh teaching kids while i was just trying to get an animation job for like a year mm-hmm. i think and then um i went on to thundercats so that was my first game. So tell us about the teaching a little bit. So you did that for a mm. year. What was that job? That, the kid space was just like a outdoor children's museum. Mm-hmm. So I would teach like art and stuff there. And it was like, I look back and it's kind of nice because it's like the job didn't have anything to do with animation or comics. So anytime I had downtime on the job, I would just be like sketching out comics and yeah. thinking of mm-hmm. stuff and like super inspired and I would get home from work and just, like, immediately, like, draw comics. Because it was half, yeah. like, oh, I want to be creative, but also, like, I need to make a ton of work, like, to get noticed, you know, and, yeah. like, build mm-hmm. a portfolio. But, you know, now I don't <laughs> do that because it's, it's not, like, that, like, need. So that doesn't, yeah. like, super I push mean- me. So now it's just, like, I do it just to be creative a little bit. Yeah, I feel like that's something that's, like, very... I relate to that a lot, because I feel like when I was in my last year of college, I was just, like, grinding, because I felt like I was always... I always had to play catch-up to my peers that were, like, way better than me, so I was just like, fuck, they're all gonna get jobs, and I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, like, drawing oh, yeah. so much. And then you get your first gig, and I don't know, and it's, like, a job that's kind of like whatever and you're like oh man i gotta get something better and so <laughs> you just have to like keep posting all the time and you're like and grind and just post and comment and yeah so i um 
I, I relate. This is very of a familiar feeling. I feel like I, I relate to what you're saying that it was kind of like almost like nostalgic feeling. That's like, oh, mm. that was nice. That was nice <laughs> being inspired all the time. Yeah, right. Like at the time, it definitely wasn't because like I would do tests and just get denied. Like I did a test for Unikitty. I did a test for Big Mouth. I did a test for wacky races a lot of wb stuff actually yeah and just like either get ghosted or not hear back and it's just like oh my god like when yeah is someone gonna give you a chance and i know like a lot of people go through that everyone has to go through it i mean some people get lucky but i think it's and you know they just like finish school and then they have a job oh yeah but a lot a lot of people i think have to go through that that grind of just like rejection for mm-hmm. like years that's something that's like really important to talk about because it does feel like it is really hard to go through it like i definitely had moments when i was like yeah. well i'm never gonna get a show in la i'm always gonna work my entire life in france on a show nobody's ever gonna see <laughs> doing mm. like i don't know you know and it, it's it's i don't know what would you say was kind of what kept you going? Kind of what what helped you keep going through these times, even though it, it was difficult, like emotionally? Um, I think just, you know, encouragement from Drew and mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. See, like people would tell me my work was good that were in animation. So I was like, okay, it can't be that bad. I think I just need to like <laughs> be, unless they were lying. I don't know. <laughs> But they're like, no, you can, you got this. And I don't know. I was never like, I'm moving out of LA because LA was still fun. I was still like meeting new people in animation. It was like a little awkward because you never want to like meet people and make it seem like you're only talking to them for a job, which has happened to me before. (laughs) So people would always like ask me like, oh, what show are you on? And I'd just be like, oh, uh, nothing. And then I would get a little awkward. I'm like, oh, but it's fine. <laughs> like, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes that would suck, though. It would just be like everyone talking about their cool jobs. I'd just be like, oh, I'm, I'm still working on it. Uh. <laughs> I, I feel like those animation parties can be, like, very... Uh, oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. I remember, I don't know if you remember, actually, but you did come over to uh, yes. a couple of the parties when I was, like, just roommates with, like, Kevin and Teresa. I know. And we didn't know I def- each other that well at the time. It's crazy. <laughs> like, we knew e- we knew each other from those. And I was like, right. oh. And I remember, one, you were, like, showing all of us, like, this amazing zine you made. Really? It was just like, it was your one character. It was like, let me try and draw it. It was like the, like little fox, kind of. Oh, it was yeah. just like, uh, oh, yeah. this guy. And it was oh, just my like gosh. these yeah. beautiful backgrounds of mountains and stuff. And I know exactly what that is. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, um, holy shit, like, is this who I'm competing with to get a job? I'm like, I need to pack up and go. And then Drew was like, no, like V is just like super amazing. You don't freak out. Classic V. Oh my God, it's so funny. It's so funny you say that because I remember, you know, well, that was, so when I drew that zine that you're talking about with yeah. the little... I actually started drawing these when I was in college and at the time when I was in college, I knew people kind of liked it, but it was too illustration or whatever that 
I don't know. I never felt cool. So it's so funny to me that you felt like impressed by it. Cause I was just like, oh, this is just this whatever thing that I do and I'm ashamed of, but I'll just show it anyway. <laughs> no, you know, you never, that's like the thing. I, sometimes people will like say that about just like little comics I put on Tumblr. Like, oh, like you did that one comic. And I was like, oh, you like remember that that was just like a thing i like almost shit posted and just like uploaded but you never know like what that's stuff, the stuff that sticks yeah. yeah like what will like influence people it's crazy i agree i this is such a good a good thing to mention like how how would you say like how often did you post and like what kind of uh what was the content that you would be most able to post like kind of what was the easiest kind of content for you to create and, and post um, I think just really short comics. Like I, I still haven't figured out how to do like a, a long form comic. Like I, I don't have the attention for it. So I try to just challenge myself to like get a joke with just one page or like 10 panels the most. So I would focus on that. And um, for a while I was doing like these Bigfoot and alien comics that people really liked. So that motivated me and I would just like do a couple comics and then make a zine out of them and just like pass them out at networking mixers. So I would do those and just like a lot of like cute sci-fi stuff um, and then a lot of like uh, comics about Drew because I just like drawing him and people <laughs> you just love, love those. <laughs> That's like, it's definitely like a... People love relationship comics, and I yes, try. They, <laughs> they really, really do, and I try not to make them like super. I don't want to say normy, but just like the ones that are like, "Oh, babe, yep. you're taking all the blankets <laughs> on the bed. You're so oh, silly. <laughs> you're so cute. Yeah, isn't that great? Look yeah. at our cat. And it's just like, oh my god, <gasps> you're just like me. We have a funny cat. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Isn't this cat funny? I'm roasting like half of Instagram right now. That's true. It's so funny it's though. True. I do. I, I really do that though oh. in the way that like, I feel like my, the comics that got me noticed when I was in Japan were, they weren't like relationship comics, but they did feature like my partner at the time. And mm -hmm. we, it was just like kind of daily life comics kind of thing. And I think people, yeah, enjoy that because it kind of shows you a point of view. It's a great way to kind of. Yes. I like show your skills as an artist, but also kind of like advert, advert, not advertise, but like kind of show who, what, who, Promote. what kind of a person you are. Yeah, you're promoting your yourself and your uh, style of humor or whatever. Yeah, right. Because like storyboard is like a lot. Like I think something that I didn't really understand before I moved to LA is that like testing for boards here in LA is a lot more like casting, like taking like casting calls. Mm -hmm. yeah. like in France it's just all about your skills it's like oh can you draw this character and do you have comedic timing and that's it but out here I feel it's it's like more like oh do you are you the right fit for this job in terms of like your sense of humor and this and that mm -hmm. yeah. so which I am thankful like, for like personal <laughs> comics that mm -hmm. no I just said I'm thankful for that <laughs> I think <laughs> humor and just like sensibility is definitely one of my stronger suits and like technical stuff for sure right yeah different skill set different board artists carry different skill sets and like it makes sense for somebody that's hiring for a showrunner or producer or whoever to want to find the people who are gonna 
execute on their vision. And so like, that's not every board artist is going to be a good fit for every job. And so yeah. like, mm -hmm. there's some benefit to, te we've talked about it endlessly, I think <laughs> on this podcast, our mm. thoughts on testing, but, yeah. um, but it does, it does have a purpose, but, uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, what was your, what was your first gig out of college? Um, the first one was Thundercats. So that's where really? I met the, yeah. And it was like a little intimidating cause I wanted to start as a revisionist or even yeah. honestly a PA, but Victor, the showrunner was like, Oh, just test for boards. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Victor definitely like gave me a chance and I'm super thankful for that show. Cause like, everyone took the time to like teach me like how mm -hmm. to board professionally you know because no matter how much you read stuff or look at stuff online it's like nothing compared to being on the show you know and just being in it and dealing with it i feel like it's funny like i kept saying like as a first gig it was a tough gig it was hard dude uh, i feel like yeah <laughs> you know uh, i'm like this is crazy it's like i know well you know I don't think the haters are gonna listen to this episode or no, maybe they not. will who knows but <laughs> um Fuck em. i feel like yeah the haters didn't really get that that it's gonna it, it was like it was a lot of work it was a lot of work it was a tough show <laughs> we only sure. have cool fans i don't want any uh, <laughs> i don't want any uh cal arts criticizing weenies listening to creative block so be gone get yeah. out of here yeah <laughs> This is uh. a this is an inclusive podcast. <laughs> but yeah, like I think yeah, that was a tough gig to start working on cuz it was like the schedule was tight and it's like like there was like a lot of characters and a lot of action and yeah, like you you were like a great fit for the show. You like like pulled through it like really well. Yeah, I mean it was like thanks to, you know, on that show it was definitely like we were all helping each other out for sure because i don't know why i think like people get this idea too like you go on to a production and it's just like you're competing just like i need to make mm. my board better and funnier and That's, like yeah more professional than like my my other board artists i'm like no like you're all God, on a ship yeah. together and you know you don't even have time for that you're just trying to like survive on some productions yeah and just like cheer each other on and like all the time like we would just ask each other like oh like is this joke funny how did you do the storyboard trick like how do you board like sometimes i think i would like go to v and be like how do i board lionel running <laughs> like from this angle i don't know what i'm doing yeah i remember doing me. that for you <laughs> yeah i did i i drew a couple like poses for you so but i love doing that though like i mean i know it was super helpful it's 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 stroked my ego that was uh, i was really happy everyone wins <laughs> i'm like okay. ego is the real winner yeah <laughs> I'm like, please, please ask me for help all the time. <laughs> yeah, you're like showing up to, to Katie's cubicle. You're like, so do you need any help? Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to draw anything? I'll do, um, I'll do your whole episode. I don't care. <laughs> um, you, want, you want some help? No? Oh, okay. Oh, slumps back to cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I, guess I have an, a whole episode of mine to finish anyway, I guess. That was so fun. What uh, what did you hop on to after Thundercats? 
Um, so Thundercats ended, and then I went on to a show called The Mighty Ones at mm-hmm. DreamWorks. And that show was super, super fun. And it was new because mm-hmm. it was board-driven, where Thundercats was script. So oh. that was the first time where I had to do a lot more writing and boards, which I actually really like. I think I'm like finding I like writing a lot more than drawing. Well, I still like drawing, yeah. but... I think I made me realize, like, all my life, like, comics are just a way to get, like, jokes I think of in, like, a physical form to share. Totally. So. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to read, but uh, but yeah. when, when there's a visual, it's easier. You're actually, yeah, you're a really good writer because I remember, like, you write some of the most random stuff, like, okay, like that, sorry to put you on the spot with it, but I still think it's one of the funniest things you wrote. It's that Kylo Ren in, like, the (laughs) Cheesecake Factory. It's so funny. You have such a, like, wacky sense of humor. It's, like, offbeat. It's kind of the thing. And, yeah, it's very you. It's very, and it's always fun, but you are able to bake in like the drama in like the smallest kind of just like <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of like slice of life like a lot of slice of life I'm like uh eh, you know everything's going well and it's still going well but like you do like that Kylo Ren was so funny because there is like this tension because he's so mad I don't know you yeah. get that down really well and like I mean like I it might be it's just like I try and base everything off of like things that have happened so I mean, all the stuff that happened in there is just like things that have happened to me at Cheesecake Factory. I guess it's just like, oh, I I like the bread here because it has a little oats on top, and that's definitely something I have said. But it's just way funnier coming from like Kylo Ren. He's <laughs> like this big, scary man. Well, you gotta like pay attention to those things, and I think that's the brain of a writer. Yeah, because I think that like I. Yeah, I don't know. I, I find that well, I was gonna say that like I've I've been definitely seeing a lot more board artists, um, at least friends of mine that are board artists, take an interest in writing more. Mm. I think part of that is that board boarding is uh excruciating and hard. And ultimately I think a lot of people are like that where we realize that we just wanna tell jokes and not have to like do an eleven minute board whatever it is. Yeah. Um, draw you know, all those all those gags and things and like um but I think it takes all those friends I have that are board artists, including you, like clearly you're paying attention to those little nuances of like day to day life. And I think that's really cool. I think that's like a special kind of, of brain. It takes a special kind of thinking to like be on all the time and like remembering those kinds of things. Yeah, I think that's why people always give the advice, like, you can't just, like, sit and draw. You should, like, go out and hang with your friends and, like, go visit yes. places because you'll just see, like, we- really weird shit. Like, people are so weird. You, you, it, it just, like, writes itself. Like, you'll just go out to a coffee shop and you'll see, like, a little old man, like, dunking bread and, like, root beer or something. <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, my God. I'm going to write, like, a 10-page comic on this. <laughs> Man. That's amazing. I, that, I that agree. I feel so like... Fucking good. Yeah, I've... I, I actually have been, during, like, the pandemic, just, like, going on Reddit a lot and, like, going on uh-huh. these, like, kind of, like... I don't know, just people, like, talking about their life or whatever just to kind of get that inspiration as well but it's so it's so funny that example you gave with the 
Oh my god. The man. Yeah. People okay. are, yeah. I, I blamed it on the old man, but that's something I did when I was little. I would just get, uh, <laughs> like, a, a. Oh, come on. Don't throw the old man under the bus. <laughs> I did. I... <laughs> the old man was me him. all along. Ah, <laughs> I would get, like, a big loaf of just, like, hoagie bread. Because uh, I used to work. My family owns, like, a um, ice cream place back in New Jersey. Oh, so cool. that's, like, where I. I worked and I would always make comics about that place because we'd get really weird people. But when I was little, I would, yeah, dunk a, like a big loaf of bread in, in root beer and just eat it. And I was like, mmm, soggy. What an interesting. <laughs> I, listen, there's got to be, we got to make a club because there's like, I like the soggy texture. I'm I'm one of the only people mm, that I know. I, yeah. I put like the cereals in the microwave. Just, what you is, know. What is happening? What? Did I stop? Did I like cross yeah, into yeah. a different dimension? Did you guys never do that? Oh my god! I no, never... I did. Okay. Okay. Wait. Uh -huh. gotcha. Wait. Really? Wait. I've hold never on. done hold the on. soggy hold on. cereal. Hold on. Yeah. No. I need to make this clear. That <laughs> soggy thing is fucked up. I don't know what the hell is wrong with both of you. No. However, however, it's... I I have a sensitive palate. I still do, and so, but it's gotten better. But when I was a kid, I would microwave cereal for like twelve seconds. To, exactly. Like, just so you don't do it for a cold. whole minute. Yeah. Yeah. And people, well, people would no. like for some reason. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. State your state your <laughs> state your. I'm your saying I agree. It's like not only do you not want the cereal to be like fridge cold, but on top of that, you don't want the cereal to like kind of tear tear away at your palate because it's like it's so crispy and sharp. You know those yeah. like square cereals that are so pointy and they just like poke inside your mouth. Well, so I also really yeah. microwave. I've discovered because uh, well, I think kids cereal just like sucks. I realized that when I got older that like <gasps> kids cereals are bad, and uh, now that I'm a, an adult, I'm a healthy, growing man. <laughs> I start eating like really boring like oat cereals and shit, like granola cereals, and uh, they they just they're so much like softer and better for my old man gums. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, like, what is it? Peanut butter crunch is just, like, fucks up the roof of your mouth. So does, like, um, what is it? Tricks? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. What are we talking about? Anyway. Captain um, Crunch. Yeah, yeah. Captain Crunch is really <laughs> bad. But, so, yeah, I mean, whatever. We all have our – kids are weird, man. Kids just, like, do stupid shit. Yeah. I feel like we all have some, like, weird eating habits. And they're who we make the cartoons for. Yes. Yeah, you dumb idiots. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the youngest listener we have is. Shout out. Give us your ages. Probably <laughs> now just like a 10-year-old like who already made like a 15-minute <laughs> full animation. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, the internet's wild. It's like, you know, you never really know how old somebody is, but uh, like just seeing when people post their ages on Twitter and then the work they put out, I'm like, God, fuck. <laughs> like like the, the bar has been set so much higher. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you were on Mighty Ones. Yes. And uh, and then what did you move on to from there? Um, I was only on Mighty Ones season one for a short while. And then V actually recommended me for Jellystone. And then Hannah oh. did and Ian did mm -hmm. uh, a couple of our friends. Ian Muchler. Yeah. Another uh, show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Carl hit me up, and we went out to eat, and just, like, <laughs> it was a little, like, nerve-wracking, because he just, like, well, 
took me out to eat and he was like yeah so like what are you about <laughs> like <laughs> just like i was like oh but he was super nice and we got along really well and that was definitely the weirdest way to get a job because like afterwards he was like all right well like let me know when you can start <laughs> and i was like That's wow cool. okay cool well carl is cool because he knows what he wants and he he hates the like studio grind and so i think in my experience with him, he once he sees that you're funny and easy to get along with, that's it. <laughs> like, that's all that matters. Yes, for sure. That was definitely a lot of shows. I, I mean, all the shows I worked on, I think, were super like, we want you for your humor. But especially yeah. that show, it was like pretty challenging. Just like I would like write a funny joke and I'd be like, all right, good. And then Carl would be like, mm, we got to like bump it up a little bit. And I'm like, Oh my god, that's the best I got. But <laughs> we would always yeah. find a way to just like one up it and make it weirder and funnier, which mm-hmm. was challenging. And that's like the first job where I was actually in the writer's room, so we were I was writing outlines and everything. So that was nerve wracking in the beginning. Yeah, punch ups hard until you realize you can do kind of anything at any time. <laughs> like, yeah, the weirder you go with a gag or a moment, the the funnier it usually ends up being. Mm. Yeah, Jellystone was great. I got to work with with you on it, like I said earlier, and like yeah, and seeing it all come together was really cool. It yeah. like it it was just those pitches were hilarious. It it the biggest bummer for me and I think for everyone on the show was that we were, we were weren't in the office that long. Yeah, and only for like the, two the pitches. Pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic hit, and then it was it was just go home, and now we're all in our in our desks and like on uh what is it not slack but teams whatever the hell it was yeah and that sucked because it it was really good vibe and we were all friends and it was just cool to see like people's pitches in person and get it was probably hard for board artists to be pitching without like an audience huh oh for sure i mean i've been doing it since jellystone because i went on to mighty one season two i it was actually at least like because on jellystone we all had a mute so it's yeah. like just pitching to to nothing and just yeah. like hoping people like it but at least mighty ones people could unmute and laugh and stuff so that ah, helps a lot <laughs> yeah we did our best everyone that was in the chat would just do our best to just like all caps be like ha, yeah. ha, 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 like just that was funny funny thing you just did <laughs> and that was nice just like looking back at the chat and just like oh they liked like this really specific joke I yeah. put in but it's nothing compared to like being in a big room and like what usually happens is like you pitch and then everyone's like all right the day's over like let's go out to eat and then go home mm-hmm. which is like what you would do at home as well but it would be like all right well i'll go lay in my bed now <laughs> yeah, just lay on the floor yeah how many um how many pitches did you have in the studio for Jellystone, only one. I only did one. I was gonna say, I feel like I only remember one. one. Man, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, oh, I mean, it was a funny episode, but yeah, it sucks you didn't get to do more. That definitely that was a good, good crowd. What are you gonna say, V? I was gonna say, like, depending on the show, like, you know, like you were mentioning, like, oh, you like pitch and you do your thing, and then uh, y'all go out and like have drinks or whatever. Like, depending on the crew, like, sometimes that happens and you have like this cohesive, uh, like, like camaraderie and mm-hmm. uh. And sometimes it's more like it's more like this is a job, and now, and <laughs> now I'm done. Yeah, go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe some people prefer that, but I can't stand that. Like I, I want to feel like it's a a group effort. 
and everyone's like part of it yeah um definitely but. yeah like on thundercats we would pitch and then just like i'll go out to the bar <laughs> like immediately yeah. after and just like just be like we did it <laughs> yeah yeah some shows do the pitches in front of everybody i think when that's a smaller crew it's also easier um you know some shows i've worked on it's like 60 plus people and so it's like i don't know if anybody wants to pitch to uh an entire venue yeah. <laughs> of people but but it is it yeah i i've done pitches to just like uh, my director and the showrunner or whatever and it was like it was just weird because they're just like silent and they're analyzing every joke and so i'm like trying extra hard to razzle dazzle them to like look at how funny this shit is right and, yeah and, uh, <laughs> it's weird it's, it's yeah uh, yeah, yeah. are you on mighty ones still on second season no i i ended um mm -hmm. like a month or so ago and i think i'm going on to something at nickelodeon the, um very that's cool. nda right now sure i can't say but yeah another cartoony funny show excellent um you talked when we were talking about your writing and your like offbeat sense of humor um i would love to know like what kind of stuff you uh pull from like what kind of stuff did you grow up liking or even recently did you kind of discover you liked that um inspires you in that way for the for the writing and as well as the boarding i'm thinking i mean i definitely like i was just like looking back and i think did you guys ever watch freakazoid oh yeah at all i have it on dvd mm -hmm. i i love freakazoid i was just that like, makes sense that watching <laughs> i was watching clips recently and i'm like oh my god it's so funny just like really random stuff like i don't really care for the celebrity like stuff that like animaniacs and freakazoid did like all the spielberg mm -hmm. things but some of the jokes are just like just random but like in a good way and i think it's like the voice acting is really really good too and it's yes. like all the timing it's like the voice acting the timing <laughs> and just the delivery and yeah it's like perfect um, what's the uh, what's the name of the cop in Freakazoid? Because he's my favorite. Cosgrove. Cosgrove. <laughs> it's just Freakazoid. You want to go get a mint? Yeah, it's just like he's just he's so dry. <laughs> yeah, and like the way he's drawn is so funny compared to yeah. like Freakazoid. <laughs> yeah, he's such a good. He's like a sidekick. It's really fucking weird. It's so funny. Freakazoid's great. Yeah, so that's a big one. And then I don't know if you all have ever heard of um, Grickle. Or Annabelle Graham. Yes. Huh. Yeah, yeah. He does, like, VU. I think you would like him. He does these yeah. comics. And he actually made, like, a puzzle game called Puzzle Agent that's in his style. Mm -hmm. But he always draws characters, like, pretty similar. They're, they always have, like, a long nose. And it's, like, a little a little bit Jellystone, actually. But I don't. it's definitely more dark, for sure. He, like, the cartoons look kind of cuter but he does like really dark <laughs> like shorts and mm -hmm. comics mm -hmm. and he's a really big inspiration to me just like the way he draws and everything he's a good one yeah i can see that for sure even though i never do any horror stuff i don't think i've ever attempted to do a horror comic or anything i would love to see that <laughs> yeah horror is i feel like horror is tough because it's like i don't know like you 
I don't know. I I thought about horror a lot just because I don't know. I I'm not even that big of a horror buff, but I just kind of like like that it uh, like you might be able to create a strong sensation in your audience. I think that's like mm -hmm. something that's really cool. So romance and horror for that are like really great genres because it's like really easy to kind of like trigger these emotions in your audience. Mm, yeah, I mean, you definitely do that with like the Rodney comics. It's like yeah, a little bit of like comedy, horror, and like a little romance just like all combined in there. A little bit of everything. But then it's like, I feel like horror is hard because it's like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe, what do you guys think? Like, I think personally that the drawing style has to be on the realistic-ish kind of side or else the horror doesn't hit as hard. I don't know. Mm. Uh, interesting. It depends. It's like, have you ever read the comic Beautiful Darkness before? Uh, I think I so. Is it like, the, is it a French comic? I think it might be, yes. Let me double check Beautiful Darkness. I... It's still like the all the characters are very. They, I mean, they look like like Cartoon Network characters. They're like super cutesy looking, but I think that makes yeah. it like mm -hmm. ten times scarier. Just like everything that happens, it's basically just a story of like all these little like women creatures like in a big backyard, mm. and they kind of like come from a dead body, and Whoa. they you just like watch them slowly like get picked off one by one and it's like just awful but the style never changes it's still like that cute style and they never show blood but like you get like what happens mm. just from context and it's just like oh my god this is terrifying yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't think it's i think that i mean whatever tools whatever tools somebody uses to emit that fear response is valid but I, I i do think there's something interesting to not resorting to the realism um because like yeah like you say like there's other ways to handle it i've always been uh interested in in that myself because i i feel like when something is cute you're you've lowered your guard more mm -hmm. than if you're going into like a junjiito manga and everything's already unsettling and it's a different vibe and Jinjito's great but it's like i think there's a lot of ground to cover that i haven't seen that many artists attempt which is the like start with cute and then introduce fucked up shit because then mm. it's like you you're not used to it and you're like oh oh no what's gonna happen to these i think um <laughs> like i haven't played it but i know of it the doki doki literature club is like a good example of like these are like cute girls, like they're mm -hmm. high school girls. And then it's like, the more you play it, it becomes very like messed up. And so you get kind of blindsided by it if you don't know what you're getting into. And like, that's effective because horror is a big part of horror is surprise, you know, and that's yeah. true. Shock. Um, that's really that's cool my that, take on it. That's really cool to hear you guys' like take on it. Cause it's something that I think about a lot and I'm like, I don't know the answer. This is- I would love to see a Katie, a Katie G uh, horror comic. God. That'll be the big... I want to, like, get better drawing, like, monsters and stuff. That's definitely, like, a challenge for me. Like, monsters and anything serious. But, wow, yeah. the real monsters are people. <laughs> oh! That's very true, G. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Galaxy um, brain. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, there's a part in Futurama where it, like... It's like a cold open and he's like, I've combined all the most vicious animals to create a new, the most evil organism. And then just a, a guy walks out of this tube and he's like, turns out it's man. And then that's the end. <laughs> I just find that very funny. Um, but 
Yeah, so uh, that's cool. I think that yeah, like the stuff you mentioned definitely makes sense, and it all kind of fuses into a a style that I think that is very you. That's sort of like offbeat, um, kind of like uh, I don't know. I don't want to say rough drawing, but very loose. You know, very very loose. Yeah, and, sure. Um, and that kind of stuff definitely benefits when you're going into doing comedy driven uh, board. You know boarding comedy driven shows because looseness is a big part of it at least for the ones i think you've worked on yeah and that's why i like boarding because i mean at least the shows i've been on it's like oh you don't have to draw like every fingernail and everything no. you just need to like you know tell the story and that's i don't know i i see like super clean boards and it makes me sad <laughs> just like that doesn't look fun but i I, I get it i get why but it's i try to avoid so because i don't i don't yeah. think i could do it and i don't think i would want to do it yeah that makes uh, a lot of sense how do you deal with creative block when you get it and what does it feel like for you that's tough i mean i feel like i'm all going through it a little bit right now Okay. Just, like, a little bit of, like, a burnout from, you know, like, from COVID and sure. just the past shows I've been on uh, working from home. It's just, like, makes everything so much more exhausting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like maybe what's been helping me is just, like, okay, you don't have to draw anything finished. Just, I don't know, like, draw something with three panels and just get it finished or like complete it as much as possible mm -hmm. and i mean if you don't draw like you shouldn't punish yourself either it's it's fine yeah. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to draw what like every single day i mean obviously the more you draw the more your skills improve but i don't know if if it starts to become not fun then what's the point anymore Absolutely. if you're forcing yourself yeah. to do it um, so I don't know. I just always try to like at least write down ideas and like think of stuff when I do get the ability to draw. I mean, I've been streaming a lot um, and that's been like a fun hobby because at one point I was just like, I don't want to draw. I just want to like do creative stuff without like having to produce <laughs> like artwork to put online or anything. I feel like that's a big pressure too. Like I would suggest mm -hmm. just making art and then not posting it. Just keep it for yourself. For like a couple months and then you can post it because i think mm. that exhausts people that's so tough because we've been conditioned to it is good advice but yeah i yeah. know it's like it's hard because everyone is so used we've been conditioned to like push the photo all the time like you need it's the algorithm yeah. and like all this sh and it's yeah and so it's it's really hard I'm, I'm going through the same thing where i'm like i'm working on like a bigger project but i'm trying to not just dump it all online as soon as i'm finished with uh like a piece of it because honestly like, yeah that's know. a really good that's a really good piece of advice. I am completely unable to do that. Like I need the <laughs> dopamine hit right off the bat. I'm like, yeah, that's so likes. Totally <laughs> but true. It's like, I do think it's like a lot better to be able to just let it sit in a folder for a little bit. And cause then you also get the chance to look at the art again and be like, Hey, yeah. do I, mm -hmm. you know, like kind of like, can I look at this again and maybe improve that it or, or actually just like post it or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's really solid, solid advice we haven't heard on here before. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a good it is one. hard too. Like when you're looking for work, you know, everyone's yeah. always like, "Are you being motivated? Are you making stuff?" 
It's like, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. It's like, <laughs> I haven't posted in like three days. I don't know. Yeah. So Are you dead? dead? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no. Just like playing a game or something. Yeah, enjoying my fucking life. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's weird because I feel like, uh, yeah, it didn't used to be that way. And it's going to become old man Gene very soon, very fast. But um <laughs> Yeah, I think when it's it's a problem with the social media that we have now because I feel like on DeviantArt there wasn't that burden somehow. I think it's because it wasn't a feed. Yeah. You just posted uh -huh. stuff and uh, you had to actually sift through it. You had to like t put in the effort to look at everything in your notifications. Um, at least I did. Yeah. And that made it feel a little bit more purposeful. And now it, it all just gets lost. It's just it's hard to keep up. Um, yeah, I think, I think I think that's really good advice. I think it's good to put stuff away for a bit. Yeah. Just let it sit. Let it sit. Let it sit. We got some good questions for you, Katie. Yeah. From uh, at Derek Malik Joe. <laughs> I think we missed this drawing prompt. We got to draw hot versions of our favorite Hanna-Barbera characters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Easy. Oh, man. But uh, their question is, what was the inspiration behind your current style or what helped you get to the point of its development? Now, I guess specifically, let's talk about your drawing style because you mentioned your sort of writing inspiration. Hmm. I feel like, uh, I mean, I already said Grickle. That's sure. a big one. And I like uh, Meredith Gran. Oh, I yeah. That's their name. Uh, who yes, yeah. drew Octopus Pie. Like, that's a big one because, I don't know, Definitely. they just draw, like, such emotional scenes but still, like, do cartoony stuff, which I super love. Yeah. Lately, like, Lisa Hannawalt definitely just, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. same thing, like, super cartoony but really emotional and, like, relatable. That's a big one. Um, I guess that's more writing, though. For drawing... <sighs> It's like, it's a little cliche, but definitely adventure time. I feel like mm -hmm. that's super inspired a ton of people, including me, just like not anatomically correct characters, but they're still super goofy looking and fun and just super wacky. And yeah, a bunch of, we talked a little bit. I loved reading uh, autobio comics when i was in high school and college there's i don't know there's something about them that are just like super fun to read and i guess it is just like wanting that relatability but there's like a couple let me think there's one artist named pranas i believe who used to do a bunch of them i don't know if they still do but mm. he was a big one and yeah just stuff like that stuff that's not super clean but like really emotional and impactful and funny cool yeah <laughs> no i think i think those are great this is great uh, yeah we haven't had a lot of people uh talk about uh comics like indie like web comics kind of mm -hmm. influences mm. so i think that's great um, yeah octopus pie is great and i it, it is very unique in that it's well first of all it's enormous uh, it's yeah. crazy that Meredith went that long and like finished it. Yeah, um, it's nuts. And yeah, it's 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 right. It's that line between like cartoony comedy and like very sad, uh, painful life experience shit. We got another question from at Megan Lands, our former coworker Megan. from Jellystone. Yeah, 
Uh, hi, Katie. I know you're very engaged with the union and have been an advocate for yourself and your colleagues. Would you feel comfortable speaking to that at all? Not specifics, obviously, just what it's like and why it's important. Thanks. Cool. Yeah, I feel like um, I definitely got super into the union like uh, in the past like year or so. I mean, I've only been working in the industry and in the union for a little bit, but just like they recently, uh, our union made a discord. So that got me way more involved just because it was so easy to talk to people from just all the different studios and just relate to everybody and a really easy way to ask questions. But yeah, you don't realize, I don't know, in any job, the company is going to try and take advantage of you in some form. So the union is definitely like great for that. Just like, oh, I have like this big group to back me up when things are very weird, you know, just like with pay stuff. Because for your first job, you don't think about that stuff. Like if you're being underpaid, you just want the job desperately. (laughs) So you're just gonna be like, yes, which I definitely did for Thundercats. And I was paid like a good rate. For sure, for a starting job, uh, like looking back on what I know now, but now when I get a job, I, you know, make sure it's the minimum of the union and ask other people who were hired, like, oh, what are you making? What? Yeah. And learning, like, you can definitely ask for more. And I don't know, just like if you're feeling really, really stressed out from a schedule, it's more the schedule than you and i think Definitely. like a lot of artists blame themselves like i'm not fast enough i'm mm-hmm. not good enough it's like no this is crazy like yeah because then you'll see like you're given like four weeks to do the same amount as a show that's been given six weeks and yep. you realize oh like they're not they're doing okay and i'm like crumbling and so yeah nobody should ever be stressed at their drawing job and yes yeah. i feel like that's gonna be a crazy thing to hear for some people and that's the problem because like it shouldn't be the norm ever at any point unless you want to do more than is asked and that's your right to put in the extra work you know but like man like and they they don't care about you ultimately like up at the top and so like don't give them your your life hours unless you really care about the project for sure and i mean like yeah that's another thing just like a lot of people don't know yeah you're on a crew and you have to look out for each other Mm -hmm. because i mean no one's gonna take you seriously if you're just coming to a production with issues like you have to come together as a group because a lot of yeah. a lot of the times they'll just be like, "Oh, it's just a problem with you," and it's like, "No, everybody's having this issue. I'm just yeah. the only one speaking out about it." Yeah. So if That's you come together, tough. then it'll be like, "Oh, okay." They'll realize how serious it is, and you know the union helps with that. Yeah. Solidarity. I also I'm glad that it's becoming more normalized for people to talk about their salaries, and maybe that's just from my perspective because I had to overcome that like discomfort Mm -hmm. but at least in animation i've gotten over the icky feeling of being like how much do you make now i just fucking add i'm just like hey friend that is also doing the same job how much are you making and i feel like if they don't say if they don't tell me 
again, it's their right, but it's kind of fucked up. Because I think that like we're all we're all supposed to be making the same amount, and it's good to be vocal about that kind of thing because like you don't know somebody next to you could be making a lot more and that's for the same exact job and it's ultimately just kind of unfair that's my opinion full disclaimer my opinion be vocal about how much you make and ask people because i think that's how we that's how we improve our our salaries and everything and you know yeah i think a lot of people worry about just like oh i think i'm definitely making more than the person asking i don't want them to be offended but it's like it's it's okay. No one's gonna blame anybody. The the who's gonna be at fault is the production, not exactly. like a singular yeah. person. It's like, oh, of course I want you to be paid more. It's just, oh, maybe like I want to be paid more too. So I'm gonna well, that's the thing. like go yeah. for it. If you break it down, I get the fear because people don't. You know, it's an uncomfortable thing. And but nobody that says how much they make is going to get paid less. Yeah, like, they're not going to be like, "How dare you say your salary? You've been like given, you know, whatever, ten dollars less an hour." But it helps the people around you. It creates an even playing field. And and um, yeah, the people who are shelling out the money are the studios, and they're not going to want everyone they're not going to want people to talk because they want to pay less that's just capitalism mm-hmm. so anyway little little bit of wisdom for anybody that's starting out <laughs> yeah <laughs> ask your friends that are already employed from at papayaya uh katie what was it like moving from the east coast out to la what were your first impressions about la about la positive and negative what's your opinion on work culture in la i feel like moving out it was definitely like a whole different world than Philadelphia, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, LA is, is so weird. It's like, it's nice here because it's only because of the people, really. I mean, the weather is nice too, but there are a lot of like negatives to being out here, for sure, which we all know. Mainly just, it's like a pro and con because if I want to visit V in downtown LA, I have to like, plan out the whole day because it'll take like an hour sometimes which if you took the train or something it takes 20 minutes maybe or like 15 but with traffic it just takes way longer and that's crazy to me but um that's definitely just like getting around is a little headache and i miss definitely walking everywhere like philly i would just take the subway in new york you could get anywhere here it's like okay if you don't have a car it's so much harder to get around. You can definitely take public transit, but half the time you'll usually be like, let me just take an Uber or Lyft to get there on time because it's rough. So that's the thing I hate the most about being here. Also on the flip side, like there's so many places you can go in California that are so wildly different and they're only like an hour or two away. Like you can go to Yosemite, mm-hmm. you can go to Big Bear where it's snowing. You could go to so many mountain locations and like you're right near the beach, so many like beaches and stuff. So it's been a lot of fun just like going on short trips and exploring. But and then there's like just really cool stuff like that you wouldn't have in some places at home. Like it's kind of cliche, but just like round one and getting to play a bunch of like arcade games from Japan like. It, back in South Jersey, I would need to travel like two hours to just go to a comic store and get like Teen Titans comics when I was little. It's just like it's not as abundant as it is here. 
just yeah. like comic and animation scenes. There's like always an animation event because I mean that's where everything around here is. Like the first time I moved out here, I did shoot I forget what it's called. It's like the the shorts or like five second shorts. Five oh, second loop. Uh, loop-de-loop that's oh, what it was loop-de-loop. I forgot. Yeah. yeah that was great yeah and i was doing like a bunch of those um because they would have screenings in la and that was a great way to meet people and just like show off my work uh in a fun way it's like that would never be anywhere in south jersey maybe i think it's in new york and stuff but sure not in like little towns <laughs> so yeah. that's been really nice yeah but. we're we're definitely lucky to be in a hub it's mm-hmm. like i take it for granted a little bit sometimes and then i'll go visit home and like there's like a little um i'm sure people some people know of it it's like a marketplace called mitsua i think it might be a chain oh um, yeah I love mitsua. yeah mitsua is great but it's like having little tokyo so close to us i'm like ah mitsua <laughs> like mm-hmm. i feel like i that was like the shit when i was in college and just uh you know starting my adult life but now I go back and like, ah, oh, man, this is just like, and then, and then I'm, you know, I've been lucky to go to Japan a couple of times. And so it's like, but that's like all people have back in those small suburbs is like those, uh, little like marketplaces and things. Yeah. And that like, like the food too, all I ate, <laughs> I mean, I should have eaten more cause Philadelphia definitely has these foods, but I didn't until I moved to LA, I didn't have ramen or just oh, like, yeah. Korean barbecue before or even like like good tacos <laughs> living mm. at home like it's just like cheesesteaks and pizza and a bunch of Italian food in South Jersey and <laughs> that's all yeah has it gotten better when you go back to visit have you noticed the change no I was just there <laughs> for yeah. like for a while during COVID I stayed at home for a bit and yeah it was just like nope we're just gonna eat pasta and everything there's no no variety really yeah yeah i visit home like twice a year or so in the suburbs of of chicago and like Mm -hmm. it's getting a little better like i've noticed over the years there's a bit more variety um but maybe it's a even more of like a hub like it's a really packed in suburb so maybe there's a bit more like cultural diversity and stuff but yeah it's not the same and there's no postmates i think it's not very good so like good luck getting anything delivered even you know yeah we Um, like we ordered sushi and it was like the the soggiest nastiest sushi (laughs) i've ever had and i was like no well we tried yeah you do what you can um is there anything you want to plug while you're on creative block you can follow my artwork at big nose bug Big nose bug. Wow. I'm sure you'll Big link it. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's where I'm on Instagram and Twitter. That's where I post all my comics and everything. And I've recently been streaming with a VTuber, which has been super, super fun. It's very um, funny. So on Twitch, I'm Big Nose Bug, but the O in nose is a zero. Very confusing. Mm-hmm. Someone took the one without a zero, and I hate them. So <laughs> those bastards. Yeah, I know. I want I want that account. I'm I'm gonna get it. I don't know how yet, but it'll happen. Just hire a bunch uh, of hackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, That's how you do it. Hire an Go assassin. on the dark web. <laughs> Compromise your identity. My... 
<laughs> my suicide Everyone, squad that's a good, team. Yeah, yeah catch a suicide <laughs> Your digi suicide squad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can follow me there. Awesome. Well, that's the end of this creative block. Thanks to Katie for being our guest and sharing her story. And thanks to your listeners. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask for guests. Huge thanks to my sister Clemens for editing the podcast. Please subscribe to the channel if you love our content. I've been your host, Gene. And I was V. Keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody.